just because your team quick doesn't mean you have to be anti-Copley. And just because your team Copley doesn't mean you have to be anti-quick. This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, Darren, and Joe. All right, it's time to talk some post-game hockey as the Kings defeat the Blackhawks 2-1 in what ended up being a nail-biter, which it shouldn't have been, in my opinion. But, Darren, what were your thoughts on the game? I thought it was a nice, it was a nice effort by the Kings. They, they played, like, really well for about 55 minutes. It was a little shaky towards the last, like, five, eight minutes or so. But, I mean... It was much needed win. We we got a uh, got two points. I think Copley needed the confidence boost of of playing against Chicago. I think it helped. We were playing Chicago. There was a couple times where they had a few opportunities that if it had been some of the other teams, we might have been losing. But overall, I mean, got to be happy with the win. So, yep. Rob, what do you think? Take the two points every day, all day. Um, park and drive. Yeah. Totally dominated the game and the score doesn't show it. Um, I'm, I don't know if we'll talk about this a little later cause I know we're, we're going to keep this a little short, but, and I had text our thread to know there's no bigger fan of Dano than me, except maybe Joe, Joe loves himself some Dano, but he does. He does. Um, where's he been? Hey, something, I always notice him because he plays the game the way I like. It's it's but, been a few games, right? I don't. I, yeah, it's been a little weird. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think it boils down to we have three streaky lines when Fiala's on the third line, and, and it's not noticeable when if we have two lines going, then the third streaky line if they're cold, it's not as noticeable. But right now, it seems like. Kempe, Kopitar, and Dano, that line, those two lines are both cold. And so it's noticeable that Dano isn't well, it's, no, isn't it's, it's impacting the game. It's a little more than that. And it, it, it's the impact of the game. That's what I'm saying. He impacts the game in so many different ways, which is why I'm such yeah. a big fan of him. He's, I don't see him. The, it seems that he's losing face-offs. It seems he's not fetching pucks in the corners. It's He's just... The last game, which was against um, – who did we play last game? Uh, oh. Dallas. No, it was Predators, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. I, it was two minutes left in the game, and I look at my brother and I go, holy crap. I, I thought he wasn't playing. I thought he was out of the lineup. I didn't, I didn't see him on the ice the entire game. It was, it was, it was a little crazy, but – yeah, but back to your original question, Rodney. Yeah, the game tonight, we we played really, really well, which we're supposed to against a team like Chicago, right? I, just our luck that we're running into a hot Chicago, right, right. But we cooled them off. We did what we we're supposed to do. Two points were were those are huge two points for us. Yeah, we we needed those two points, three in a row. Losing three in a row was. No bueno. So what do you guys think? 
Copley got his game back. Is he starting the next game, or, or what do you think? I don't see why you don't. I mean, I think Quick played well at the end of that Nashville. Well, for the middle part of that Nashville game, I don't know if you blame him necessarily for some of those goals, but entirely for some of those goals. But, um, I mean, if he's if Copley's going to play like this, we can win games. Like, uh, I don't think even when we were on our good streak, he was necessarily like lighting it up. He was a, what was he, league, just above league average, you know? But it's like, that's all we need to win. We have good enough skaters out there. If we have, you know, just above league average goaltending, we're going to win. We can't have what happened in the Dallas and what happened in the Nashville game. Or not Nashville, the one before that, the Devils game. And it's like, we can't have that kind of goaltending. But so if he's going to play like he did tonight, I think we're fine. We can, I say we just keep rolling him out. So if you're the GM, no goalie trades. We're going with Copley into the playoffs. Quick as the backup, potentially? Possibly. I mean, depends on what you're trying to give up to get that goalie cause, and who it is because that could be a lot of assets tied up to goalies and money-wise. So, Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little weird this, this trade season. I think... I mean, we're obviously we're not the ones running the the organization. They're going to have the people that are going to have to ask themselves, where are we? And realistically, what 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 are our goals? Are is this? Hey, we want to win it all one last time with 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 Quick Kopitar and Dowdy. Because if that's the case, well, then yeah, maybe we do trade. This would be great to talk about on our trade show in a few days. Yeah. Um, I do want to say something about quick though. There was an absolute uproar about him starting that, that devil's game. I mean, there, there's like some people that wanted to just burn their jerseys and I'm all thinking, you know how long it's been since he's played and regardless of how poorly he did or not, he needs those reps. This is, this goes beyond, Hey, Copley's hot or Copley's hot, you know, he, Quick needs to play. And, yeah, he, he stunk it up. But guess what? The very next time he got thrown in in that, that Dallas game, settled it all day. He, nothing got past him. And then when he came in right away for that Predators game, those three goals at the end were not – those were not him. That would – those were not him at all. I mean, he, he played so well for – for 50 minutes of that game as well, right? Right. And he doesn't, and that doesn't happen if he doesn't get that devil's game. I think if you have a criticism, it's they, they should have played him against the Sharks before the devil's game, get him some reps in there. But that's on the coaching, not on Quick himself. But right. I think that's maybe that's where people are coming from. But at the same time, like, I agree, you need to get quick games. He can't not play for, for months at a time. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's coming from people playing armchair GM, which basically is what this whole podcast is about. Right. But they're sitting there going, Oh, see, he's terrible because he lost. If he would have won, it's, it, it's all bullshit. Bull crap. All you guys are just a bunch of haters. 
Let's talk about the kids tonight. How do you think that fourth line looked, Darren? They looked good. I mean, I, I don't think they got very much time, but uh, I mean, I, I don't think they looked outmatched at all. They had, I don't remember them having a bad shift. So I, I think, don't think they looked crazy, like efficient or anything like that. But if we have to run them out there, that's not a, it's not a problem. I think I'd like to see a Turcotte finish a shift. I think uh, the coach must've told them short, short shifts and he, took it to extreme he was playing half shifts he would jump out there for 10 seconds and then jump off his other line mates were still out there but as the game went on i think he got more comfortable and, and I, I think they kind of earned more more ice time as the game went on if you notice as the game went on they were out there a little more but yeah. I, I thought i thought they played really well actually you know especially for the role they were given and uh i think kapari's kind of carrying the play kapari's is is borderline impressive right now if you ask me he's like oh i'm here with a bunch of kids now i have to take control and uh run the play and yeah Yeah. whenever the kings needed to uh control the puck in chicago zone that line came out there and they did that so i think kapari is i i really like his his size and speed right now he's using he's using those things to his advantage hopefully he can hopefully he keeps getting better and better. How'd you guys think um, Bjornfoot looked filling in for Edler? Good. I mean, it's nice to have a third pair defenseman who's mobile besides, I mean, Walker's mobile, but like we, we didn't have anyone out there who looked really slow. So that really, that really helps. I almost tweeted that today. Something about, uh, I like, you know, Edler plays a, a physical game and, it's got size and everything, but it's it's good to see a left-handed mobile defenseman back there. So, what do you think, Rob? Yeah, um, I I don't think we when when you switch the two out, I don't I don't think we lose anything whatsoever. And I would I would venture to say, I it's those little tiny plays he makes when he pinches. I those are noticeable to me and. I don't. I don't think he's a huge upgrade, so I'm. I'm not going to sit here and. I think it's a good idea to continue, to give Edler a day off here and there. Right. And I think. Yeah. And I think Bjornfoot is more than capable, to fill in on those roles. Good job, Toby. So, word on the street is the Kings. Uh, in their practices are focusing a lot more on special teams. They're always running power play and penalty kill drills out there. And I'm kind of wondering, when are we going to start running some empty net goal drills? Okay. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I almost threw that out there into the universe of, you know, you, you practice things that, that matter, right? You practice things that are going to improve your chances of winning. And I'm all thinking, do they really need to start practicing empty net situations like right. how to shoot how to shoot a puck into an empty net? And, and it's not score. like he was behind the red line; he was in the zone. I'm like, <laughs> oh my and god! And I think I think maybe he didn't have as much time as he had. And yeah, I don't know what I thought I was thinking, but I just need a uh, Kempe to run that drill. I'll, I'll give RV a little a little bit of more grace because uh, it was yeah, a tough was angle, a tough but it was still scorable. I mean. 
Rob would have put that in for sure. If he was you know there. it. You know, I can, I can throw it in the net with my eyes closed from and, anywhere. And, and knock the net off the moorings at the same time. But even even Fiala's little little jaunt up the right wing board, you know, I don't know if he was trying to go backhand pass or throw that on net. That didn't work. And there's a couple opportunities that we missed today for that empty net. So, yeah, there was. Uh, they should just always keep Kempe out there in in those situations. He's right. just he can find an empty net. He was Kempe was flying around today. He was so, you know, while, while we're at it. You know, this I know we're going to keep this short, but I need to say it out loud because Dursey and Kempe are probably guys that I'm I'm most critical about. And Kempe's been playing well enough, and Dursey's been playing. I said this on the last one, but I'll say it again. That's how how well Dursey has been playing. He's he's making me a he's keeping my mouth shut for sure. I'm I'm so proud of him. And I think a lot has to do with maybe. Maybe he's finally played enough games on that left side. Yeah, it's getting comfortable. Where he, where, and he's just figuring it out because he's playing really well. Uh, are you saying yeah. we're going to see you wearing a Jersey gold chain in a future episode? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Anything else on tonight's game before we get out of here? I don't think there's anything too much to talk about tonight's game. I think uh, the... Um, I wanted to talk about Dowdy and how bad he had looked those those last few games. I think he looked okay tonight, but I, I when we did was it two podcasts ago we talked about like overachievers, underachievers, right? And I was like Dowdy was a little bit of an underachiever, and then he played like three amazing games, including that Edmonton one. And then after that, something happened, and he he I don't know if it was the competition he was playing, he wasn't fired up for it or something, but he looked. He needs to pick it back up, get back to that level. Because you think so? We need him back at that level. Okay. We need him at that level. He was two well, weeks ago. I don't know. I don't. Game. I don't see him playing sub subpar. I think that's. I think he's playing the Dowdy game right now. I I, I, I see I him being not not as good as is Dowdy of 2012, 2014 for sure. Of, of course, not. I'm saying he's lost a little bit off his game, but he's still. D- Darren's talking about yeah. just. Just as of recently, he, he... I'm talking comparatively, yeah. I think I think what it is is, you know, if we expect him to be here and right now he's playing here. And, like, that's fine if you're a middle-of-the-lineup guy, but you're a top defenseman, man. You got you to gotta put it up. All right, so, so he played, sh- at this stage in his career, should he be a middle-of-the-lineup guy? Should he be, like, second pairing? No, I think he's still good enough to put up the... I think his problem is a motivation problem. He always brings it in those games where he has some kind of emotional like connection to the game, you know, like look at any game against Calgary. Like So we got to play the Kachuk brothers in every game we play or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. You got to figure out a way to get them on every team we play against, so. But I think that's his that's his issue. And maybe it's like maybe it's a non-issue because we get towards we get closer into a playoff series and his play will always be up here, but like I'd like to see him be closer to that, that line. You know what I mean? I do, Darren, and I I hope for his sake that he starts playing better because I would hate for you to have to criticize him every show. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. step it up, Daddy. You got this. I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, 
he hears me criticize him and he, he takes it to heart. So. But not to confuse us with some, you know, random Twitter fans out there. You're still rooting for him. You want him to do good. Am I correct? Of course I want him to do good. <laughs> okay. Of so course I want him to do good. So you're, you're baiting me right now just to say <laughs> what we're talking about before. And hopefully it's none of our listeners. Although there might be a couple listeners out there that I question if they're even Kings fans. But the people that are out there, just because your team quick doesn't mean you have to be anti-Copley. And just because your team Copley doesn't mean you have to be anti-quick. You can you can sit there and have your preference and say, hey, I like Phoenix and and he's just more stable and and I prefer him over quick. You're more than welcome to have that that point of view. But when you start actively rooting and saying derogatory things about our goaltenders, it's like, well, how how do you call yourself a Kings fan? You're you're actually hoping quick does bad. So you want us to lose? I, I don't I just don't get that mentality. All right, we'll talk soon. And do a little King's potential trade show. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe leave a comment on who you want to see the Kings trade for. Maybe we'll talk about them. There you go. Yeah, who's who's leaving and who do you want to come in? Yeah, there you go. Those, maybe, those... Hey, so you're saying we're gonna do another one later on in the week where we get to play armchair GM. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, Kings fans, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell because that is our show for today. Until next time, stay classy. Go, Kings, go. Go, Kings. Go, Kings.